When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? It's Ricky the Blue, the associate editor of TechSideline.com, here to give you a quick uh, recap and observations from Virginia Tech's 64 to 17 win over East Carolina on Saturday. It was definitely a big performance for Virginia Tech. Once they kind of got that figured out after the first quarter, let's go ahead and dive into some of the just the general observations from the game. Obviously, Virginia Tech's defense really clamped down after that first quarter. They gave up two big plays and 17 points overall in the first quarter, but were able to clamp down things after that. Uh, East Carolina had just 77 total offensive yards after the first quarter, so it was definitely a rough going for them. And obviously Virginia Tech's offense rattles off and scores 57 straight offensive points, uh, really, which is almost unprecedented. It was definitely a, a fantastic performance for Virginia Tech's offense really throughout the entire game. And Virginia Tech's defense really settled down after that first quarter and started making a ton of plays. Um, just wanted to go in kind of some, some general things I saw from the game. First of all, the, the, the overall flow of the game was something I expected to see versus Delaware and not so much against East Carolina. Delaware is an FCS team. Uh, East Carolina is an FBS team. However, I think we can all agree at this point that East Carolina is not a good team. Uh, the, the, the program is in a kind of a bad spot right now. And they really do have some questions that need to be answered out on the team level and the coaching level as well. Uh, the, right now they are really, really struggling. They're 0-3 to start the season. Uh, another interesting thing that was actually pointed out to me by Chris Coleman while I, was, uh, while I was covering the game was that Virginia Tech was using Colt Pettit a lot at the tight end spot early on. Uh, and they were really trying to power run against East Carolina's uh, defense, which seemed a little similar to the uh, Notre Dame game plan that we saw in uh, 2016. And it definitely worked. Virginia Tech's rushing attack overall was much better, uh, well, much better versus East Carolina than it was against Delaware. Um, against Delaware uh, two, last weekend, they averaged 2.9 yards per carry, but against East Carolina, they averaged 4.6. Uh, I mean, they, they ran the ball 62 times. It was just an incredible performance from Virginia Tech, and uh, they, they were really, really efficient on the ground in terms of keeping them in, in manageable third-down situations and also keeping the, the East Carolina defense off balance. Uh, obviously can't say a ton about Josh Jackson and Cam Phillips other than they had fantastic games. Uh, Josh Jackson, five touchdown passes, 372 yards, no picks. Uh, Cam Phillips, 14 receptions, 189 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, both of those guys were absolutely terrific on Saturday, and uh, Virginia Tech is definitely happy to see them putting up those kinds of numbers. Uh, one of the other interesting observations I made on the defensive side of the ball was the fact that after uh, Reggie Floyd gave up that big touchdown pass, a 70-some yarder, we saw uh, Divine Diablo move into that free safety position and then Terrell Edmonds move into the rover spot. And I think that's something that you might see throughout the rest of the season as the starting lineup. Chris Coleman mentioned it in his Sunday column yesterday, and I do think that it's something that we will see going forward uh, for Virginia Tech. I think it gives them a little bit more versatility, and they're definitely better against the pass that way. Other than that, it was great for the for Virginia Tech's defense, uh, the backups to get into this game, 
especially the, the backup defensive line. They were able to get a ton of reps in the third and fourth quarter. And those reps are going to be extremely important when it comes to the development of those players. We saw other young players get in like Devin Hunter, Khalil Ladler, Tyree Rogers, Bryce Watts, guys like that. And the more you can get those guys in in these kind of blowout games, the better it is for your uh, short and long-term situation at those spots. Uh, obviously, last thing I wanted to point out, Joey Sly, who set the all-time field goal record for Virginia Tech, definitely seemed like he figured things out. Had a, his attempts were a little easier on uh, versus East Carolina. Uh, that he didn't definitely have to attempt from the distance he did against Delaware. 25 yards, 34 yards, 37 yards were Joey Sly's field goals on Saturday. But to get him in that kind of rhythm is definitely good for Virginia Tech moving forward, especially with Clemson waiting just two weeks away. All right, folks, that's all I got for you for this uh, mini-podcast after the East Carolina game. Um, we will have a full episode of the TSL podcast later this week with Will Stewart and Chris Coleman ta- talking about a little bit about the East Carolina game and previewing the Old Dominion game as Virginia Tech takes on the Old Dominion Monarchs. That game will kick off at 2 p.m. inside Lane Stadium, and you can watch that on the ACC Network. Uh, thank you very much, guys, for listening, and you guys have a great day.